1: The Jonathan Kinlock Show is brought to you by CMA of West New York. Welcome to The Jonathan Kinlock Show on News Talk 1400 WDTK. You're invited to call in and join the conversation at 800 923 9385. That's
2: 800-923-WDTK. Welcome to the Jonathan Kinlock Show here at Detroit's News Talk AM 1400 and FM 92.7 WDTK. The call-in number here in the studio is 800-923-9385. That's 800-923-9385. Tomorrow is Election Day, and many communities around the state of Michigan, um, there are a number of important races in uh, southeastern Michigan or down around our parts that people should be paying close attention to. On Tuesday, in a couple of communities, the voters will go to the polls to determine whether or not two millages would be renewed. One millage, which is quite controversial, um, is the whether or not the millage in the now-dissolved uh, school district of Highland Park, whether or not the non-homestead uh, homestead millage should be re- renewed. A millage renewal proposal in Inkster Public Schools that would pay off a A 12 million dollar debt could be tough, a tough sell for homeowners still bitter over the 2013 dissolution of their school district. Well, later on in the show, we're going to be talking to the um, candidate, a candidate who's running uh, for mayor in Inkster, attorney Byron Nolan. Uh, Inkster will be electing a mayor tomorrow, along with several communities in southeastern Michigan, around the state of Michigan. Um, We also will be talking to John Miller from Ecourse, who's the current council president, as well as Sylvia Jordan from Southfield, um, DeAndre Windham from the city of Highland Park, who also will be going to the polls to determine whether or not they should uh, renew their millage that's uh, on target to expire as well. 800-923-9385. 800-923-9385. That's the number here in the studio. And we also have here in the studio Valerie Kendall. Valerie Kendall is a long time um, champion for human rights and she's been active um, in the labor movement and just the educational scene for a long time and she's a member of the she's a member of the, uh, Harper Woods City Council and I'm glad to have her in the studio so we'll be talking to her as well. 800-923-9385. That's the number here in in the studio and we have on the line john miller who is the uh you're, you're the mayor pro tem or the council president in the city of Ecorse.
0: yes that's current yes
2: okay now tomorrow the voters will go- be going to Ecorse um uh, polls in Ecorse, i should say and they will be determining uh races for city council uh as well as the mayor's uh, seat uh the mayor is currently has an incumbent and you're challenging that incumbent john miller uh you're a member of the council and you're asking for the citizens and ecourse to throw out someone who has been there i haven't heard of uh much uh you know scandal or corruption that we've been hearing in some of these other communities um so why should the folks throw out uh the current mayor and replace you and instead oh well
0: good question thank you for uh having me on your show uh, first of all, my name is John Miller, and I'm running for Mayor of Ecourse. And um, I'm running for Ecourse Mayor because I just seen Ecourse when it was on its highest, and I just saw it when it was on its lowest. And I know that I'm the man, along with my team, to get Ecourse on the right track with my four point plan. Um, we have revenue, community, transparency, and we have uh, infrastructure. Um, transparency. You can just lay the just. I'm gonna have an open door policy, but you can come to my office, and you can just lay the books out, and you can see where the city gonna be at in two years. And uh, we looking, we we looking to make a difference, and we need to make a change. So I'm asking everyone November the third to get out and vote. Well,
2: I want to say for the record, I'm chairman of the 13th Congressional District and the 13th District uh, Democratic Party organization has uh, endorsed uh, John Miller. Um, for his bid and to, to become mayor, but um, um, Council President uh, mayor, uh, Miller, let me ask you. You mentioned a four point plan. Can you tell me what are those four points and how will they enhance the community of Ecourse? Ecourse has had emergency managers um, back and forth. Ecourse um, has just been through so much um, down through the years. And I just hope that Ecorse at some point will become more stable. And you're, you're right there on, on the river. You have um, prime real estate that um, a number of individuals are looking at. You know, I'm a member of the Port Authority, and you have the state and the county looking at how to en- enhance that area down there. Um, what, the four points, w- what, what are those four points, and how will they enhance eCourse?
0: Okay, first of all, transparency. I want to have an open door policy. I want to just lay the books out. Anyone can come up and see. I don't have nothing to hide. They can see where my plan and what my vision is for the city of Ecourse. Okay? Next is community. Uh, we want to work with our neighbors, River Roots. We also want to work with our school district, you know, uh, and just let them know um, this, is what, this is our plan to work together. When you work together, you get a lot of things done when you work together. Infrastructure. You want to be in a community where you're safe, so we need to bring in more officers, and you can do that by grant writing. And we have to beef up our fire department and the revenue. I have a plan to bring revenue in. I have 120 million dollars right now in escrow, and this plan when was when it was in New Orleans when Katrina came, um, when they rebuilt Katri- uh, New Orleans, they rebuilt New Orleans and the same plan that i have that new orleans had is coming right here to ecourse and what that that would do every vacant lot they will build a new home and in every abandoned home if it's not rehabable they will rehab that home and tear down and rehab it and homeowners will move in the home homeowners
2: okay let me say this. Um, just forget everything else about all the other plans, everything. I, I don't care anything about any of those other plans except that one plan I want to come back to. On the other side is break the $120 million, $120 million in escrow. I want to know where that is and where it's coming from, because a lot of folks need to um, uh, find that pot of gold if, if, if it's out there. But we'll be right back on the other side. This is Jonathan Kinloch and John Miller, candidate for mayor of ecourse on the other side of the break. And later on, we'll be talking to Sylvia Jordan uh, from, the city, from the city of Southfield, Byron Nolan from Inkster and DeAndre Windham, Mayor DeAndre Windham from Highland Park, as well as Valerie Kendall from Harper Woods, Councilwoman. We'll be right back.
3: Just before he turned two, my son Alex became very, very sick with a high fever for several days. We went to a couple of different hospitals, several trips to the ER, and doctors just kept telling us it was a virus and that he would be fine, but a mother knows. So I looked at the doctors and said, we need to get to Children's Hospital right now. So they sent their dedicated ambulance, Panda 1, and within minutes, we were at Children's Hospital where we should be. As soon as we got to Children's, we were surrounded by a team of doctors, and within minutes, he was placed into the ICU. It was the worst moment of my life, and yet I was calmer than I had been in days. It took a couple of days, but they found that he had a very rare blood disease called PCH. He had three blood transfusions, And started to get better. Now he's a healthy, happy toddler. For a pediatric specialist near you, go to childrensdmc.org or call 313-745-KIDS. The Children's Hospital of Michigan is family, and I won't go anywhere else.
4: In terms of economic uncertainty, University Foods are hard at work providing quality groceries at impressive savings. Since 1979, University Foods has served the Detroit area with low, low prices, providing fresh fruits, vegetables, and quality meats. University Foods strives to save you money without compromising quality. Buy local Michigan-made product at your local Spartan store. University Foods, located at 1131 West Warren, across from Wayne State University. Say hello to Norm and tell them the Jonathan Kinlock Show sent you.
2: Welcome back to the Jonathan Kinlock show here at Detroit's news talk, AM 1400 and FM 92.7 WDTK. Tomorrow is election day around the state of Michigan and many communities. And in one of our communities, we are having a conversation with uh, the mayor pro tem in the, from the city of ecourse. We're talking to John Miller about his bid um, to unseat the uh, current mayor down in the city of ecourse. Um, uh, Mayor Pro Tem or Deputy Mayor uh, Miller, I wanted to highlight the, the uh, one of the points in your four-point plan uh, for rebuilding and strengthening the city of Ecorse, and that was the $120 million that is in escrow um, that you um, has have ident- identified as a key part of your economic redevelopment plan. Um, can you please uh, also turn down the radio in the background, but can you explain a little bit more of, where is that $120 million that's in escrow, and where where, where does it come from, and, and is that a resource that other communities could potentially tap into? As you mentioned, it was a resource available for uh, down in New Orleans.
0: Yes. Uh, well, the comp- company is called a Granite D program, and like I say, that company is from, uh, from New Orleans, and I had them to come and take a tour through eCourse and uh, see – uh, the vacant the lots and the, the houses that need to re, be rehabbed in Ecorse, and so they they said they had this this 120 million that uh, can bring Ecorse back by uh, building new homes on vacant lots and on abandoned abandoned lots and abandoned homes. They can rehab them and build new homes. And now the good thing that will bring a lot of jobs to the city of Ecorse. Uh, the Ecorse residents that will be working and also uh, be homeowners. So what they do is uh, they make affordable homes uh, for thirty dollars to $60,000, um, you know, and make it affordable, and they pay it off. They make sure the taxes come back to the city, and when they pay the rent and the taxes come back to the city, uh, that's the revenue. And so uh, they pay the house off in five or six years, and they can own the home. So that's a good program. And uh, also Wayne County, and different counties can help out because uh, um, you know they have a lot of vacant homes and lots too, and um, they, we we neighbors, so we're looking to consolidate and work together.
2: Well, I I, I definitely wish this is uh, something that will. Um, bring uh, bring some life down in that uh, downriver, bring life to that downriver community. It is uh, so uh, desperately in need of some strong leadership, and I believe that you have uh, the leadership and the, and the vision to be able to uh, begin the dialogue and discussions um, necessary to um, bring uh, eCourse back. Um, so I, I, what do you want to leave with our listeners and those individuals who uh, well, you know who may live in Ecorse, who may be listening to you right now.
0: Well, we're looking for everyone to go out November the third and vote Johnny Miller for mayor, and and the team, Team Miller, and we asking any everyone for their support and go out and tell two or three people that they know in Ecorse to get out and vote.
2: Well, I want to thank you for calling in. I know you have to prepare for a long day tomorrow and I wish you well and you and uh the rest of your team. Oh,
0: thank you so much.
2: Have a great God evening. Bless. Have a great you evening. Too. Thank you. That was mayor, that was John Miller who is the mayor pro tem down in the city of Ecorse. And as I mentioned, we're going to talk to a, 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 a couple of individuals who are running for mayor in a, a, a number of communities around uh, these parts. I have here in the studio, I have Valerie Kendall, a, a good friend of mine. She's a member of the uh, Harper Woods uh, City Council. Uh, hello, hello, um, Valerie, and uh, welcome back to the show.
5: Thank you, Jonathan. I'm happy to be here, and it's really nice to see you and your Glory,
2: <laughs> no, no, my no, glory, no, 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 no. no. But look, let me let me ask you this: and, and at Harper which you also have an election. Uh, there is a charter amendment on the ballot, yes. as well as a, I believe one or two other proposals on there.
5: Was well, just that one proposal? But that's we have dealing this, with
2: two issues,
5: right. right? and we also have our mayor that's up, and three council people. Uh, my election is not until seventeen.
2: Now I noticed there there was no. They didn't have any opposition? None. No opposition. Is that a good thing or bad thing? To I have, think it's a bad thing. To have no opposition, just people, is it because people have disconnected themselves from the matrix and don't care what happens, or is it because um, individuals are doing a good job? Is it,
5: I don't think that is an omen, that people are doing a great job. I think that it's just it's, uh, the empathy that we are beginning to feel uh, towards voting, towards serving to a serving the public Uh, people don't volunteer as much as they used to and um, so uh, if there's no real money in elections for our positions are basically public servant positions because we're not paid a salary to uh, serve so therefore You have to want to serve as a public servant in order to do these positions.
2: And, you know, I like that idea. And I also like in Detroit, as well as our legislature, I think they should go part time. I think our Detroit City Council, I'm talking about Detroit City Council, they should be part time as well as the legislature. I mean, um, I I, I think that that, that, that's a good thing in many instances um, for folks not to have to um, uh, eat off the trough and, and, and just be about. Public service. Go oh, in, right. do a duty, and go home. Go to work, and in and, 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 and not um, um, be so disconnected from the um, everyday issues that um, many individuals have to deal with because you have a, a nice cushion salary. Um, you know, I, I think that you I think it should be part time. And but you uh have you were recently uh, elected? Uh, you were appointed. Then you were e- elected or returned? Or retained. Two thousand and
5: twelve. I was appointed, and in 2013 I was elected.
2: Well, you're going to be, you're here in studio, and so we're going to talk more about uh, the rationale behind this proposal to amend the charter to combine the, to have the ability for the council to combine the police and fire departments. We wow. hear a lot of that consolidation and a lot of incentives that are um, being um, pushed out of Lansing as far as consolidating certain um, departments. So we want to definitely get your your, your take on that. 800 That's the number here in the studio. And we have on the line Sylvia Jordan. Sylvia Jordan. Sylvia Jordan, who is the council president for the city of Southfield, she's looking to fill the vacant seat in the office of the mayor. Um that Well, actually, it's not vacant. It, I, I believe that um, it, there's an interim mayor there, and this is to fill the um, seat. Is it for the regular term, Miss Jordan?
6: That's right. This is to refill the—how are you doing this evening, John? Doing
2: fine. How are you doing? Doing
6: pretty good. Thank you. To fill the remaining— two years of the vacated seat of um, our now U.S. Congresswoman Brenda Lawrence. And so that's what I'm running tomorrow in the city of Southfield. I need folks to get out to the
7: polls tomorrow and vote
2: so this is the unexpired term to fill the unexpired term okay so the interim well look so you're out there and it's, boy you all have been in the news um southfield i can't believe some of the stuff i've been hearing about a lot of little uh, sort of um dirt balls that have been thrown all over the place and it's the city of southfield y'all usually tranquil out there y'all usually you know have these you know sleep through elections What what's so different about this year
6: you know we're really a community we're really a community of good folks and just desiring to keep Southfield a great city moving ahead uh desiring to strengthen our neighborhoods and making sure that we have the right money to police and fire and, and welcoming the business community so it's all about moving Southfield forward not letting anything side track us from the main issues of this campaign
2: you are the uh, current council president. Uh, you have another uh, person who's a member of the council who is actually running. Um, a
6: former member of the
2: council. A former member of the council. So let yeah. me just say this. Um, from the council, you all, it's, it's not like Detroit. You all have a strong council form of government. And le- at least when I say that, you all appoint a city administrator who um, pretty much work at your, your your pleasure. And the council has the legislative power and to give directives. To this uh, uh, city manager, um, as as mayor, how would you be able to impact the the city's governance with having a, a city manager? And um, and what type of uh, legacy would you be able to leave um, by being leaving council and going to uh, the office of the mayor?
6: That's a great question because if we do have a city manager form of government and our city council runs the city. However, in the city of Southfield, the mayor is the brand ambassador for the city, represents the city with various functions of government and in the community and in the business community. And the mayor also has veto rights as well. So it's a position of one being the brand ambassador representing the city on all fronts, leveraging the relationships that we've established and within the business community and within this region, you really need the right person at the helm. And I just believe that I'm the best person to move Southville forward
2: and to be in that position. 800 that's the number here in the studio. Call in if you have any questions for Council President Sylvia Jordan from the city of Southfield. She's seeking to uh, fill the remaining uh, term for the, in, in the office of mayor. Let me, uh, let me ask you a, a few questions. Uh, one, what are your, your, your key platform or your key um, policy initiatives that you would like to uh, see addressed uh, should you become mayor?
6: First of all, we've got to keep the city financially strong, and that's very, very important in these critical days where many cities are facing, you know, serious financial challenges. And so every decision that council makes must keep the city in a strong position financially. We've got to make sure that our neighborhoods stay strong and making sure that we give the right funding to police and fire and what's in our helm and right before us is the redevelopment of northland mall and so we've got to have the right developers at the table to bring us the best product that will represent southfield in the southeastern corner of our city because that's going to affect our tax base favorably and so we want to make sure that we have the right development there and the city purchased northland because of uh, uh what we were getting wind of is a company coming in bringing in a um
2: a uh, training.
6: A, a training for prisoners. And you know. A prisoner re- uh, rehabilitation program, but these, but these were, but these
2: were young, pe- these were young people that they're talking about. I want to yeah. talk to you about that on the on the other side as well as some of the other things that are 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 are, 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 are of uh, of notice in the city of Southfield. This is Jonathan Kinlock, and you're listening to the Jonathan Kinlock Show with with we're having a conversation with Sylvia Jordan. She's the council president for the city of Southfield, and she's running for mayor. And we'll be right back on the other side of the break.
8: I came to the DMC for a variety of reasons. One is the opportunity to do more cutting-edge research, but also to work with really high-quality, creative physicians.
9: Dr. Cindy Grimes,
8: DMC Cardio Team 1. When the artery closes in the midst of a heart attack, every second counts. Most centers have to call in their team from home, and it's a struggle to open that artery even within 90 minutes. Here at DMC, it's much, much different. Cardio Team 1 is the only 24-7 on-site heart attack team in the country.
9: Dr. Daniel Turner, heart specialist at DMC Children's Hospital of Michigan.
2: In the past, the child's chest would need to be cut open, and they would need to stay in the hospital for five or
3: six days. Now, with the melody valve, there's no surgery, and they get to go home the next day.
9: Working to build the most Advanced Heart Hospital and Cardiovascular Team in the Midwest and beyond.
8: And we're doing it all right here in the heart of Detroit at the DMC.
4: The DMC, always there. In times of economic uncertainty, University Foods are hard at work providing quality groceries at impressive savings. Since 1979, University Foods has served the Detroit area with low, low prices, providing fresh fruits, vegetables, and quality meats. University Foods strives to save you money without compromising quality. Buy local Michigan-made product at your local Spartan store. University Foods, located at 1131 West Warren, across from Wayne State University. Say hello to Norm and tell them The Jonathan Kinlock Show sent you.
2: Welcome back to the Jonathan Kinlock Show here at Detroit's News Talk, AM 1400 and FM 92.7 WDTK. Call and number here in the studio is 800-923-9385. That's 800-923-9385. Tomorrow is Election Day in many communities around the state of Michigan, and we're having a conversation with a few individuals who are seeking election for the Office of Mayor and a couple of the cities around uh, southeastern Michigan. 800-923-9385, that's the number here in the studio. And right now we're having a conversation with the City Council President, Sylvia Jordan, and she is running uh, to fill the unexpired term um, vacated in the city of Southfield by now, co- Congresswoman uh, Brenda Lawrence. Um, let me ask you this, uh, Council President Jordan. Uh, you mentioned the the, the Northland location um, as well as um, the, just that whole downtown area uh, that has been challenged, been been challenging for many. Uh, administrations, at least, in the city of Southfield, of trying to find the right types of businesses to go over there. Um, you, you, of course, you mentioned how uh, there was, a, a I guess, a, a training program in which a number of folks were trying to put together to put over into Southfield that would have had um, uh, young people who had um, criminal... Um, challenges, to actually be trained uh, for employment opportunities, and it was clearly, uh, it was very unclear based on what I understood um, for, I mean, the plan was just so premature that it was, not, wasn't clear. So I understand why Southfield um, uh, took the action that you all took, but what are some of the things that you would like to see um, happen over in Northland as well as in the downtown area? Okay, oh, I'm sorry about that. Okay, one second. Okay, I'm uh, sorry, uh, Council President Jordan, you're, you're on.
6: I said Northland really being a landmark in our community, of which we're very proud, it's important that we make sure that we just have the right development there. With Providence Hospital and with partnerships with Lawrence Tech, we really want to build upon those brands and making sure that we've got the right retail, that we've got the right uh, residential, that we've got the right uh, uh Park with Providence Hospital and innovation so it's going to be a very very important development and we've got to make sure that every um, decision that we make is a sound decision for the future because if you go out and just haphazardly make a development it won't be sustainable and so we're looking for the long term, sustainable development for
2: the city of southfield now uh for the record my brother is the pastor of triumph church which I, that actually owns uh jc Penney's, and um that uh that that uh northland uh property is is, is something that uh is of concern to uh, the residents in southfield they want to know what's going to happen um and and so you have uh i guess there's like like you said uh, uh council president there was a uh, concern as it relates to that that use going in there, uh, but now you have a million, <laughs> a million uh, square feet of, of of real estate that funds have to be. I, I guess there's some um, talk, at least we saw in the paper, about possibly demolishing it. But that's going to take a lot of money and resources.
6: Right, and let, let me say, you know, just last week I was over at Triumph Church. and have many supporters there, and just had a great time and worship there. Um, so yes, we are going to have to make. The right sound development and it cannot be a haphazard development and so uh, with the possibility of it being demolished we definitely have to have some discussions with with you know the owners of the JCPenney mall because you know as you know there were so many layers with the city buying the whole Northland Mall that it's not going to happen just literally in a week's time but it's going to bring all the players to the table Everybody that has uh, any ownership in the mall, and we're going to see moving forward what's the best use of that land.
2: And, um, and I'm, I'm sure that you all will make the uh, sound decision because one thing I, I, I can say from my own personal experience, um, you all have been very um, um, tough in making sure that your zoning ordinances are complied with and um, and you have to look out for the best interests of the community as a whole. So I, I, I commend you all for that. Um, so listen, so tomorrow's Election Day. And so once the election is actually certified, since you're filling an unexpired term, uh, you take office once you take the uh, oath of office after the election is certified.
6: That's right, and that will take place uh, November the 16th, and we're looking forward to a positive uh, turnout tomorrow and just looking for the voters to get out and make the best choice. And I just firmly believe, based upon my leadership, you know, six serving 16 years on the city council and working hard to keep Southville a great city and having many supporters and UAW teachers pastors and clergy and nurses and i believe they're going to come out strong tomorrow
2: well sylvia jordan you're not in the 13th district you came over i invited you over and if you were we definitely would have endorsed you i'm endorsing you so i I wish i wish you i wish wish you well tomorrow definitely i definitely do so um good luck and we'll talk to you soon
6: okay and i'm going to text you where our victory party is in southfield oh
2: absolutely I'll, i'll come by yes
6: at the southfield pancake house and so you're definitely welcome. Everybody's welcome to join in the
2: party. Thank you, and have a great evening.
6: Okay, thank you so much, guys,
2: you too. You're listening to the Jonathan Kinlock Show here at Detroit's News Talk AM 1400 and FM 92.7 WDTK. We're waiting to hear from the attorney, the attorney Byron Nolan from the city of Inkster. Uh, Inkster has definitely had some challenges and a lot of these smaller communities have they've seen um, residents move out and see uh, individuals who have fallen asleep because they, you know, the old timers or whatnot have um um a lot of new people haven't moved into these uh, onto these communities and especially these communities that are caught between uh, between other communities um that may be um bustling and um it's kind of hard to to find uh the the next the next step the next direction and inkster is one of those communities and it's just been beat up, you know. You had bad leadership in the past. The state dissolved the school district. The citizens are still paying the taxes. And tomorrow, what's interesting? And and look, um, the homestead te- the homestead exemption. Now in in um, in Inkster, um, in Inkster is the let me just let me just make sure non homestead. In Inkster is the non homestead um, uh, millage um, eighteen mills in which. They will have to vote whether or not to re- renew. And this impacts only industrial, commercial and rental properties. Now, if they voted down in Inkster, now, listen, if they voted down in Inkster, what will happen is the state treasurer could put a lien on the entire city. So, um, it's, so homeowners and everyone will actually be paying, uh, will have to pay this tax. So I'm encouraging the folks in Inkster, I know how you feel. <clears throat> But definitely you want to vote for this because you're not impacted by this, um, this this tax, just the businesses. Uh, you will have to pay it if you do not, if you vote against it, um, the state could put a levy on you. Now, Highland Park, that's another question. Y'all vote against that one up there. Don't renew that one. Don't not renew that one. So tell them you, you, you bought it, you own it. You listen to the Jonathan Kinlock Show here at Detroit News Talk AM 1400 and FM 92.7. We'll be right back and we'll be talking to Byron Nolan from the city of Inkster, Michigan
3: just before Ball. he turned two my son alex became very very sick with a high fever for several days we went to a couple of different hospitals several trips to the er and doctors just kept telling us it was a virus and that he would be fine but a mother knows so i looked at the doctors and said we need to get to children's hospital right now So they sent their dedicated ambulance, Panda 1, and within minutes we were at Children's Hospital where we should be. As soon as we got to Children's we were surrounded by a team of doctors and within minutes he was placed into the ICU. It was the worst moment of my life and yet I was calmer than I had been in days. It took a couple of days but they found that he had a very rare blood disease called PCH. He had three blood transfusions and started to get better. Now he's a healthy, happy toddler. For a pediatric specialist near you, go to childrensdmc.org or call 313-745-KIDS. The Children's Hospital of Michigan is family and I won't go anywhere else.
4: In terms of economic uncertainty, University Foods are hard at work providing quality groceries at impressive savings. Since 1979, University Foods has served the Detroit area with low, low prices, providing fresh fruits, vegetables and quality meats university food strives to save you money without compromising quality buy local michigan-made product at your local spartan store university foods located at 1131 west warren across from wayne state university say hello to norm and tell them the jonathan kinlock show sent you
2: Welcome back to the Jonathan Kinlock Show here at Detroit's News Talk AM 1400 and FM 92.7 WDTK. Call and number here in the studio is 800 923 9385. That's 800 923 9385. Tomorrow is Election Day, and we've been talking to a number of individuals who who have stepped out, who said that they want to be mayor of their respective uh, communities. We had a conversation with John Miller, um, who's the uh, mayor pro tem in the city of Ecorse, and we just had a conversation with uh, the city council president, from the city of Southfield, who is running for mayor of Southfield. We have on the line Byron Nolan. Byron Nolan is an attorney at law, and he is a candidate uh, to fill the vacancy. He's running for the vacancy in the city of Inkster. Welcome to the show, Byron. How are you doing?
7: Hey, Jonathan. How are you, man?
2: I'm doing fine. I want to start this by saying I'm also, once again, as you know, I'm chairman of the 13th Congressional District Democratic Party Organization. And Byron Nolan, we did endorse him um, for mayor in the city of Inkster. And, Byron, what's going on out there, and how is it looking?
7: Oh, man, just left the city council meeting and watched the uh, the folks who are retiring. They gave their last speeches. Everything is looking good, man. You can get up for tomorrow. Uh, It's going to be a long day, but I have my folks out at the polls and I'm going to be rolling through the city to make sure everybody gets out and vote, you know, which is the most important thing.
2: Very important for folks to be engaged Um, there. Of course, you have the mayor and the city council races on the ballot, but you also have this um, this issue of whether or not to renew the uh, non-homestead millage, whether or not that should actually be uh, reauthorized. Now, Uh, what, what are your, what say you in, in regards to that? Uh, this is a millage that would, uh, only impact, uh, commercial properties and, but what are the people saying out there? Do they understand, uh, what's at stake?
7: Well, I hope so. I mean, the people who understand the issue, it's really an easy one. Uh, right now the millage is being paid by our business owners and if you renew it, that would continue. If for some reason the residents decide not to renew it because a lot of folks are upset, obviously, because our school district was dissolved a couple years ago, and we're still paying down the debt from that school district. So some folks want to protest and not renew the millage, not understanding that then if they decide to do that, then it's a chance of that uh, amount, that debt would be levied on our taxes Because right now, it's non-homestead, and then if we don't renew it, then we would have to pay it as residents.
2: That's a clear enough explanation for me, and I hope the citizens out in Inkster understand. Now, of course, Highland Park has the, uh, I guess, the operating mill that's actually up for renewal. I told them, I'm telling them to vote against that. Um, You bought it, you own it. Vote against it. Right, right. You bought it. You <laughs> own it. <laughs> right. So that's your junk. You keep that. <laughs> right. right. OK, but look, let me let me ask you this. Um, you're running to be mayor. You're currently an attorney. You're a lifelong resident in the city of Inkster. Tell us why should the voters go to the polls tomorrow and vote for you? Why you and not the other well, person?
7: Well, clearly, I'm just the best candidate. Um, I have I have the professional experience of representing cities, the county of various large organizations, I bring that to the table, along with my commitment to the community. I'm the co-chair of the Inkster Task Force. I'm a member of Seize to Feed, which is an organization of fathers and community. We mentor kids, and we do uh, special events for kids all throughout the year just to keep them engaged. I'm a member of National Action Network NAN, and I'm the co-founder of ICANN, which is a group that was uh, formed in order to challenge the high water and sewer rates in the city of Inkster. And we were able to sue the city and recover $2.5 million in the form of a credit for all our residents in the city of inkster so it's time for us to move forward we have a consent agreement with the state of michigan that we need to terminate uh they need to see strong leadership uh people with integrity in charge i know that it's okay for them to terminate this agreement and we need to move our city forward so that's why folks should vote for me and i'm looking forward to the election tomorrow looking forward to seeing the results at the end of the day and and hope uh i can uh you know provide service to my residents by representing them as the mayor
2: Day one after the election, you walk into City Hall. What's the first thing that you will address? What is the priority? What is the thing that um, keeps you up at night in order to see the city moving forward?
7: We have to reform our entire government. Right now, we're a city manager form of government, so the first priority will be to get the information out to the people. We want to get that on the ballot for a special election in March to change our form of government. We want to change three things. We want, one, the mayor... Uh, To take over all the responsibilities of the city manager. Two, I want uh, the council to have veto power over any decision the mayor makes with a two thirds vote. They provide a check and balance on the mayor. And the third thing, right now we have terms for our boards and commissions, and I want to eliminate terms and let the people on the boards and commissions serve at the pleasure of mayor and council. Um, So those are the three things I want to change in the charter, and, and I think we need to do that in order to respond to different things that come up and to move the city forward.
2: Okay, let let me help you with this. I may have to come down there and talk with you all a little bit. Um, You still want terms that can still serve at your pleasure, but you still want terms. Um, You don't want just people to be appointed and then fall asleep. Set terms where even you have to review. um, uh, There's a debt. a a date certain that you have to review a person's tenure on, on these boards and these commissions. So you can, they can still serve at your pleasure, but still keep terms, terms, whether it's two or four years.
7: Okay. You know, it's funny what's going on right now. So, you know, a lot of times people don't, uh, don't attend the meetings and then they are automatically taken off the commission at a certain point. And then we, now we have people taking appointments and like you said, the term may be two years for the first two years. If I'm elected mayor, I have someone else's person, someone else's, appointment on the actual commission or the board and you know it's been like that for a long time
2: just make them serve at their pleasure make them serve at the pleasure but still have okay. terms there um, that, that's 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 very important but look you're an attorney and you've been um, um, uh, dealing with a number of those issues down there in Inkster and I'm just excited um, that you're running I, I remember when you first ran out there and uh, you caught my and many other attention other folks attention and so you, you have my support and I wish you well
7: I appreciate it, man. You have a good show tonight, and we will be talking to you very soon.
2: I'll be talking to you tomorrow night.
7: <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> okay. okay, have a great evening. All
7: right, take
2: care. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love the... Uh, the excitement and energy that many individuals who are seeking these public offices in these smaller communities uh you know it's not an easy task um when you when you run for mayor these, um these communities where uh there's very little resources they don't have these big enterprises like the city of detroit and and some of the other large uh cities around the country uh to be able to navigate around uh reduction in in revenue sharing and finding new ways of generating revenue because they have a big Uh, enterprise, uh, whether it's the water department or some sort of enterprise that can help with um, revenue as a revenue generator. Um, When we come back, we'll have a conversation with DeAndre Windham, Mayor of the City of Highland Park. We'll be right back on the other side of this break.
8: the dmc for a variety of reasons one is the opportunity to do more cutting-edge research but also to work with really high quality creative physicians dr cindy grimes dmc cardio team one When the artery closes in the midst of a heart attack, every second counts. Most centers have to call in their team from home, and it's a struggle to open that artery even within 90 minutes. Here at DMC, it's much, much different. Cardio Team 1 is the only 24-7 on-site heart attack team in the country.
9: Dr. Daniel Turner, heart specialist at DMC Children's Hospital of Michigan.
2: In the past... The child's chest would need to be cut open, and they would need to stay in the hospital for five or six days. Now, with the melody valve, there's no surgery, and they get to go home the next day.
9: Working to build the most advanced heart hospital and cardiovascular team in the Midwest and beyond.
8: And we're doing it all right here in the heart of Detroit at the DMC.
4: The DMC, always there. In times of economic uncertainty, University Foods are hard at work providing quality groceries at impressive savings. Since 1979, University Foods has served the Detroit area with low, low prices, providing fresh fruits, vegetables, and quality meats. University Foods strives to save you money without compromising quality. Buy local Michigan-made product at your local Spartan store. University Foods, located at 1131 West Warren, across from Wayne State University. Say hello to Norm and tell them the Jonathan Kinlock Show sent you.
2: Welcome back to the Jonathan Kinlock Show here at Detroit's News Talk AM 1400 and FM 92.7 WDTK call in number here in the studio is 800-923-9385 that's 800-923-9385 tomorrow is election day and many individuals around southeastern michigan actually around the state of michigan will be going to the polls um, you have um, elections in macomb county you have elections in oakland county and right here in wayne county you have a number of elections and as i said uh, many communities around the state of michigan We've been talking to a number of candidates who are seeking the office of mayor, the CEO for their respective communities. And we've had a conversation with uh, John Miller from e Sylvia Jordan from Southfield, um, Byron Nolan from Inkster. And now we have on the line, we have DeAndre Wyndham, who is the mayor, the current mayor for the city of Highland Park. Good evening, uh, Mayor Wyndham. How are you?
0: i oh, wonderful.
2: How about yourself, Jonathan? Doing fine. Doing fine. You know, I just got off the line with Dion, with uh, Byron Nolan, who is running for mayor in the city of Inkster, and we we started our conversation ab- about this this uh, millage renewal that's um, taking place over in uh, over in Inkster. Now, Inkster's millage is the renewal of a non homestead um, um, uh, millage, but you have over in. Uh, in which we're telling people to definitely vote um, um, for that millage. Now, in Highland Park, uh, the proposal is to renew a Uh, 17.73 mills for 16 years for operating purposes. Operating, this is the operating millage, operating uh, for a school district that no longer exists in the city of Highland Park.
0: No, the school district does exist, uh, Jonathan. We still have a through K-14 district in the city of Highland Park. Uh, so I want to, you know, state that a lot of people say that the city of Highland Park doesn't have a school district, but we do. We still have have that designation of a K through 14.
2: Okay, where where the, are these chartered schools or these public schools, and how many schools are they?
0: So we have uh, two K through eight, and they are charter schools. But one of the charters is being uh, the designation falls up under the school district,
5: so okay. the school
0: district is
2: actually chartering uh, George Washington Carver. School okay, okay, Let, let's char- char- charter schools don't actually receive millages, so what is happening, the public school millage is actually being appropriated. The Board of Education is actually, are, are they appropriating the funds for the operation of that char- the, of those charter schools?
0: The board is not uh, appropriating those funds. The emergency manager... Right. You oh, mark, okay. So,
2: uh, ooh, <clears throat> I'm stretching, I'm stretching because that gets to my point. The state of Michigan bought it, they own it. I would vote against it. I would vote against it. Let, let them find another right. source in order to pay for that millage. I mean, so you don't have a school district. You don't have a traditional school district. You don't have the school district in which the when the people went to vote initially for that, um, for that seven, for the 17 mills. Um, gradually through the years, down through the years, uh, you don't. That district no longer exists. So vote it no, down. You're,
0: you're mm-hmm. ab- that is absolutely correct. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely correct. Okay. And, and and I understand exactly what you're talking about. Uh, and that's something that I've been trying to uh, talk to citizens in the city to let them understand uh, mm-hmm. what's going on with our school district mm-hmm. in the city of Highland Park.
2: Now, let me ask you this: Now, Highland Park has been through emergency managers. Um, you've been in place um, going on four years. Um, what, what, what? When you took office, what was what was the most challenging uh, issue that you had to deal with? How did you resolve that challenging issue, or how are you currently addressing that challenging issue, challenge? challenging issue, and how has the city moved forward uh, during your your tenure? I, I came in there, saw you, I, I, I got excited about you, um, you know, came in and helped you um, in areas that I, I thought I uh, could, um, and um, so Highland Park is still struggling, but how have you strengthened it, and, and how will you enhance it should you uh, be granted four more years? And that
0: that's a very uh, good question, Jonathan. The first challenge for the city of Highland Park and there's, there was no secret to anyone is the financial uh, just uh, reestablishing the finances in the city of Highland Park of creating a plan that would restructure long term debt in the city of Highland Park and so a plan was submitted, approved by the city council, uh, approved by the state and we started working that plan uh, and in the first hurdle was the fifth third debt so the city had a letter of credit uh with fifth third that was basically a payday loan uh type of scenario but with the city and a bank uh and so we negotiated to settle 17.5 million dollars worth of debt with fifth third and settled that with a 4.5 million dollar settlement so that was the first hurdle um coming into office because our revenue sharing was attached to this transaction. Uh, So Fifth Third basically was holding uh, about $2 million, uh, the city of Highland Park's revenue sharing, and that was pretty much 20% of our operating budget that would kind of cripple the city if we were to continue to operate in that fashion. So that was the first obstacle. And just here recently, uh, and you're actually the first radio show that I, I'm able to make this announcement because I had a press conference and no media did attend uh, for this positive and uh, monumental uh, 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 step that the city has taken. We, we have sat down with our retirees and negotiated, okay? The key word is negotiated. So we had 188 retirees but in the city of Highland Park, we renegotiated their health care and make sure that they still have access to health care. Some of them have pretty much the same plan that they had prior to our negotiation, but we brought that long-term debt down $5 million a year.
2: Well uh, that's uh, that's 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 a good thing, um, based upon the um the, the, the legacy debt that you're having to deal with the and, Um but let me just ask you this, the water bill, because we're almost out of time. Um uh, folks were saying that they bills weren't sent out, then it got a bill, boom, water's getting turned off in Highland Park. What is that all about in, in about a minute?
0: Number one, water was never turned off in Highland Park. Uh water bills were never sent to the tax rolls uh in Highland Park. Uh, no late fees, no penalties were charged during this time. Uh, when I got in office, it was no secret that the water department was not operating uh, as as people may thought. If you look at our audit, we were operating with a three million dollar liability in our water department, and that was our plant and our billing operation.
2: Well, let me say this, Mayor Wyndham, we're almost out of time, and I, I okay. want you quickly in 30 seconds to just leave our, our listeners and the voters out there um, with a thought of why they should uh, retain
0: you. Number one is to finish uh, restructuring our legacy costs and our long, long-term debt in the city of Island Park, and we're right at the end of finishing that plan, and that was the plan that was presented uh, and number two, uh, moving forward, now we can move the city forward.
7: We've reduced
0: a lot of uh, legacy costs, and now we're able to provide better services for the people in the city of Highland Park. Um, so we're we're still moving down that same road, and want to continue uh, to do the job that we that I've been doing since I got in office. Uh, mm-hmm. Now it's time to reap the benefit.
2: Okay. Well, tomorrow. I uh, we want to go back tomorrow tomorrow's election day and uh, we will talk to you on the other side and good luck thank you very much yes have okay, a great evening I thank know you. of no safe repository of the ultimate power of society but the people and we think them not enlightened enough the room is not to take power from them but to inform them by education I want to thank my co-hosts for the evening of <laughs> Valerie Kendall John Miller Sylvia Jordan Byron Nolan and DeAndre Williams uh, DeAndre Windham <laughs> Good night, people. Oh, my God.
1: Thank you for listening to The Jonathan Kinlock Show. Tune in each weeknight for more intelligent conversation on The Jonathan Kinlock Show. It's News Talk 1400 WDTK. The Jonathan Kinlock Show is brought to you by CMA of West New York.
8: For this twenty nine a month is where it's